Hello and welcome to a momentous October DCM podcast. And it is momentous for a couple of reasons. The first of which, it's a DCM podcast debut for DCM's sales director, Davina Barker. Hello, Davina. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Well, I'm glad you're good. And now on to more momentous news. It's not more momentous. It's equally momentous. It's just more news that is momentous. A couple of Thursdays ago... On the 12th of October, it was one of the biggest nights in the media calendar and fair to say the second best award ceremony of the year. It was the Media Week Awards at the Grosvenor House Hotel. If you haven't read about it in the trade press or seen any overexcited DCMers social media feed, you might not know that DCM won the biggest prize there is for sales team of the year. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, that's the correct response. There's been a lot of <laughs> whooping in the DCM office over the past uh, 10 days or so. And we were shortlisted for the award alongside ESI Media, Channel 4, Clear Channel, Acast and PrimeSite. And we won. We did. An amazing achievement. There's some huge names in that shortlist. I don't want to lapse into hyperbole, but it's an incredible achievement, isn't it, Davina? It certainly is, and I think we demonstrated what an amazing achievement that was on the night by our very, very riotous performance. There were some sore heads the next day, weren't there? There were some very sore heads, and my favourite tweet was someone put a picture of us on stage as the definition of happiness, which I think shows exactly how we reacted to winning that award. I think there was a struggle to get us off the stage, wasn't there? Yeah, there was another award that was supposed to be um, taking place after us um, and we were ushered off um, because we were just so pleased and so happy and so proud of having achieved such a big award against such stiff competition. And it is exalted company, isn't it? You look it really at some of, the, uh, some of the biggest um, uh, media sales companies in the UK have won this over recent years and yeah. DCM which we are just a company of seven just under 70 people it's an amazing uh, achievement yeah definitely and what does it mean to DCM I think it's probably the best advert that we can have as you go into quarter four when everyone's pitching for all of that um, extra money um, before the end of the year we've just had our name put right up front amongst the big players um, to the entire industry and so it's a fantastic um, advert for what we can do but also what we've achieved over the last three years and it really was a three-year story our pitch on why we wish why we should win okay well I will I will ask you about that in a second but outside of the actual moment we won and us struggling to get off the stage what are your memories of the night there was lots of really amazing work obviously I did Unlike a lot of the team, I did actually notice that ITV won the uh, Grand Prix on the night, which was the award that was um, uh, given out after hours. There was some really fantastic work. Um, it was interesting to see quite a lot of traditional media winning uh, a lot of the uh, awards on the night, which I think goes to show how they've really upped their game when digital is always taking the headlines. The traditional media owners have really um, put creativity at the heart of their businesses and therefore uh, ceremonies like the Media Week Awards are coming through um, stronger than ever. What do you put our success down to? I think um, there's a couple of contributing factors. I think having uh, really good leadership, a very clear, easy-to-understand strategy and um, a phenomenal team driving that strategy forward. 
And you had to, you mentioned it earlier, you had to uh, deliver the presentation to the judges. You led the presentation to the judges, which we we held at Curzon Bloomsbury in mid-September. Can you give us an insight into what it entailed and were you nervous? I was incredibly nervous, um, mainly because when we rehearsed it the night before, we were shockingly bad. Um, but I think you need the real situation, the adrenaline. You will know from presenting our awards that you kind of need that real um, environment and situation to get the adrenaline pumping and to deliver your best best performance. Although I led it, I was introducing a lot of really, really strong presenters, which um, was great and also gave me a nice amount of time to regroup um, in between my bits. Um, and they had to deliver m most of the content. Um, I just got to take the mick out of them quite a lot, which was fun. How do we follow this up? What next, Fidicium? I don't know how we enter next year. Um, we definitely need to do some more fantastic work um, in the next sort of eight months we're already into the judging period for next uh, year but um, we would need to deliver some amazing work to um, beat that performance but I also think um, a lot of the strength of our pitch was we act like a trade body we're driving the medium forward we're keeping it front of mind and so I think there's an element of keep doing what we're doing um, and doing that well and we will continue to be noticed. You just mentioned that there were uh, there was what we what we did well. Did we get feedback from the judges on what it was about us that really that made uh, made us the winners this year? Um, we have had some feedback. We, I think, when you win, they're not so desperate to tell you what you should have um, done. But we are continuing to um, chase them up just to understand what they liked. But um, from the feedback that we've had, the main things were we were very clear. We stuck to our story. And we told them in detail about the work that we had done rather than getting sidetracked with too much um, razzmatazz and showmanship. We told them um, in detail what we'd delivered and what work we'd um, done, not from just from our perspective, but also for our clients. So next year, October 2018, DCM Sales Team of the Year for the second year running. <laughs> You never know. Knows, you never know. We're knows. the first team, I think, ever, but definitely in my memory, to win without having been shortlisted the year before. So there's no reason why we couldn't be one of the first teams to win two years in a row. DCM just breaking rules and records all the way. <laughs> exactly that. Well, I did say earlier that it was the second best awards uh, ceremony of the year. I mean, it probably is the biggest and best, but... The DCM Awards took place at the end of September. It was the third annual Digital Cinema Media Awards. Uh, it took place on the 27th of September at the Ham Yard Hotel. It was a big night as well. And could you just give us a little bit of background on the awards and what they are celebrating? So the awards are celebrating everything that's great about cinema and a celebration of how different brands and clients use cinema in different ways. So um, we have categories from very small advertisers taking really brave decisions to put big chunks of their media budget um, into cinema, right through to um, some big name clients like Xbox, who, who you know spend a lot across the board, but also do some really creative work with us. The big winner on the night at the Grand Prix went to Channel 4 and their Paralympics 
uh, ad, which was also signed uniquely for cinema uh, from Channel 4 on OMD UK. It was a very popular winner, wasn't it? It was a very popular winner. I think Channel 4 do some brilliant work and they're very brave and they had a real challenge beating the first year of their Superhumans campaign, which um, was really groundbreaking and um, delivered fantastic results for them. And I think what they did really successfully this year, particularly with cinema, is as well as making um, another piece of really great creative, they they also adapted it for the environments that they were using it in. So we've never carried a signed ad before, but they didn't just sign it. They made it really, really entertaining, um, which is what the cinema audience expects from everything that they see on the big screen. We should probably clarify when we're saying the ad was signed, They uh, on screen they had a gentleman who used sign language to convey everything that was happening within, yes. the, uh, within the ad. And it's an incredible creative, isn't it? To be honest, it's... He's as entertaining as the copy. In fact, he sort of makes it. And so even though the judging panel, nobody there was hard of hearing, they loved him. They thought he absolutely added to the whole experience. And I think, going back to what I said before, that's why Channel 4 did such a good job. They made it really, really entertaining for that environment. What did Channel 4 do better than everyone else which got them the Grand Prix because there was some amazing work exhibited on the night. I mean, one of my favourite things about the whole event is that it's an opportunity for everyone to see the possibilities of cinema. So what people can actually do, get together and see what different brands and media agencies are doing with cinema. But what really set Channel 4 apart? As I say, I think it was that um, using the environment well, tailoring it to the audience, making it really entertaining. They used a much longer uh, copy in cinema, which... um, cinema is made for and they delivered something that um, everyone in that audience would be very happy to watch again which is hard to do when the anticipation is so high before they've gone in to watch paid for content. So you were one of the judges of the awards who else was on the judging panel? Um, We had a really amazing selection of judges this year so um, CEOs from some of the big agency groups, so uh, Dan Clays from OMD, Rick Hurst from CARA, Gem Lloyd-Williams from Visium, uh, Grant Miller, who I know has done a podcast Previous for Previous podcast star, Grant Miller yeah. from Zenith. Yeah. And then um, also um, people from creative backgrounds, including uh, Anna Carpum from uh, 18 Feet and Rising, uh, through to Claire Beale from Haymarket, who's obviously a very experienced uh, judge and chaired the judges for us beautifully on the day. Were there any big disagreements? Um, there were some very strong opinions on some things. Um, I think it's quite tough in those environments to remember what you're judging, whether you're judging the creative work, the media planning and buying, the ideas, and separating those can be uh, really hard. It's particularly hard when you get to um, the category around campaigns for good, because it's a very emotional um, topic, and there's never a bad one. Um, no one ever says that doesn't deserve. You want to give to, them all the award. You you sort of do, um, but not necessarily disagreements, but ju- some very strong opinions. How would you assess the quality of the entries this year? I think the entries just get bigger and better every year. Um, The range was fantastic. Um, I loved that people were thinking about work that perhaps we hadn't even thought might make the shortlist. Obviously, we have an idea of what we think might enter um, and what we're really proud of working on. But, 
yeah, some really great examples of people being very proud of the work they've done in cinema and um, surprising us with how strong their entries were. And what were your other highlights of the DCM Awards this year? Because it's got bigger and better, hasn't it? Absolutely. Um, my highlights, your gag about kids. Okay. This is a family podcast. <laughs> okay, so. My highlights were, I don't know, a, a range of things. It's such a good night. It's so much fun. Um, I think the celebration um, by the teams is fantastic. I think particularly Total Media, who were absolutely gobsmacked to win Best Small Category. Um, Which went to the English National Opera. It did. For a really nice creative as well. That They hadn't been on cinema before, had they? Yeah, and I think they thought, as a smaller agency, that they might be less in, with a chance. And they were so happy um, and very proud and also said what a great opportunity for them to take, it to mo- take cinema to more clients to explain how well they could use the medium. Uh, the DCM Awards is coming back next September. Uh, mark the date in your diary. The closing date for entries will probably be around July time. Yes. So get think- your thinking caps on and start creating those amazing campaigns. Now, in a, what has been an, a, a huge month for DCM, it's been the London Film Festival the last month as well. Once again, DCM are media partners of the festival or were media partners with the festival, which meant that most people in the office got to go see something at some point and there have been some amazing films. It's a really great opportunity for the office, isn't it, to get out and see some amazing films and there have been some great films this year. Uh, this year. Uh, I will give you some of my highlights. How about that? Uh, I saw Guillermo del Toro's The Shape of Water, which is in cinemas on Valentine's Day. It's a really beautiful, uh, magic realist uh, thriller stroke drama but also with elements of comedy about a mute woman who works at a government facility in the 1950s and genuinely falls in love with a creature that they've captured from the amazon it's like nothing i've seen before except maybe another del toro film and um it's out on valentine's day for a good reason because it's really romantic i couldn't believe how romantic it was despite the fact it's a woman having a relationship with a sea creature but it's Different. really beautifully made. Uh, it's won the Golden Lion at the Venice Film Festival, so uh, it's going to be a big awards contender. And any brands or anyone who wants to uh, get involved with a, a really beautiful, well-crafted, smart, intelligent, funny, slightly scary piece of cinema in February, this is should be on your radar. I also saw Battle of the Sexes, which is the... It's a recreation of the 1973 tennis match between Billie Jean King, the then best women's tennis player in the world, and Bobby Riggs, who was the former world number one. Uh, he won okay. Wimbledon, I think, in the um, in the late 40s. Uh, and he challenged Billie Jean King to a match, and it was an exhibition game, and he said the winner would receive $100,000. And it was one of the biggest sporting events of the 70s in the US. So I didn't know much about the event. No, I didn't. Um, but the film is directed by Jonathan Dayton and Valerie Farris, which, who directed Little Miss Sunshine. And Emma Stone is incredible. It's out on the 24th of November. It's uh, breezy drama with um, elements of comedy. It's co-written by, sorry, it's written by Simon Beaufoy, who wrote Slumdog Millionaire and The Full Monty. So really uh, accomplished screenwriter. Uh, it has some, some many themes that are still relevant. There's lots of talk about you know, unequal pay between the sexes, which um, sadly is still very relevant. But yeah, that's one to put on your radar. That's 24th of November. 
But I think I should also we should probably also highlight the three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, which I know neither of us saw, but half the office did see. And there's been some very enthusiastic people about this film. They were raving about it. I have I haven't seen people come back raving about a film like this since. Well, maybe La La Land, but I think at least uh, maybe Room a couple of years ago, everyone yeah. was raving about Room. But this one, which is out on the 12th of January, it won the Audience Award at the Toronto Film Festival as well, which is a big indicator of critical and commercial success because the previous winners include Slumdog Millionaire, Imitation Game, The King's Speech, 12 Years a Slave, and films that win that award go on to win Oscars. So three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Is there anything you're particularly looking forward to in Q4 or Q1? Um, I'm really looking forward to Murder on the Orient Express. Um, I think it looks amazing. Out um, next Friday, Friday the 3rd of November. Yeah. That, and starring everyone. Starring literally everyone. Um, are, you, are you in it? Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, I must be in it somewhere, <laughs> somewhere. as well, yeah. Yeah, it looks beautiful. I think cast's amazing um, and quite an unusual film for that time of year. So I think could be really lovely. And it's our next DCM Film Club as well, which we it should is. probably highlight. So if you are listening to this and want to come along, contact your DCM rep. I think going into next year, obviously Star Wars, but that doesn't need a lot of explanation. Um, going into next year, I think Darkest Hour looks really strong. Um can't go wrong with Gary Oldman. No, Gary Oldman as Winston Churchill. If you have seen any imagery from this film, Gary Oldman looks unrecognisable as Winston. I'm hoping it is makeup and he's not just let himself go. <laughs> um, but uh, it's incredible the way he looks and uh, he is getting rave reviews for his performance. I think he's going to get Oscar nominated. Gary Oldman's never won an Oscar. Really? He's only ever been Oscar nominated once, which seems crazy for an yeah. actor of his stature. But this could be his year. Uh, I think on the success of Dunkirk as well this year, it, it's got to do some really decent numbers for yeah, us. Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to go see Darkest Hour. And it's directed by Joe Wright, who's previously directed Atonement, Pride and Prejudice. Um, he's a really great British director, and that looks like one of the marquee standout titles for January. I think The Greatest Showman might do better than perhaps it's not necessarily my film of choice, but given uh, how well La La Land did this year, I think something light-hearted and upbeat like that in January is probably going to be pretty popular. The Great Showman is out on New Year's Day. It's a musical, a big, lavish Hollywood musical in the style of your West Side stories. And it uh, stars Hugh Jackman as P.T. Barnum. Hugh Jackman. Basically, if you're going to make a musical in 2017 that isn't La La Land, it should probably star Hugh Jackman because he can act, he can dance, he can sing. And it stars Zac Efron as well, who his first musical role since High School Musical 3. So is the magic still there? We will find <laughs> out. But it also stars Michelle Williams and Zendaya. Do you know who Zendaya is? No. No, I didn't know who Zendaya was either. But I looked at her Instagram. She's got 45 million followers on Instagram. Someone knows who she is. Yes, she's apparently, she started out in, D- in Disney and now she's okay. become a bit actor, singer. And she's also in Spider-Man Homecoming. And I thought she was really good in that. So, uh, yep, so Zendaya. So that's The Great Showman on the 1st of January. And I think we've got a really strong couple of months ahead in November and December. And then looking into Q1 cinema next year, it's just it's going to be equally strong. Starting with The Great Showman, Darkest Hour, Three Billboards, which are all out in the first two weeks of next year. 
It's an exciting time, isn't it, Davina? It certainly is. For DCM, for cinema. We're just excited. Generally. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for joining me, Davina. You're welcome. And thanks for listening, everyone. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast via iTunes or whatever your chosen podcast app is. I don't understand my podcast app anymore. But uh, thanks for listening. Bye-bye. 